Welcome to another episode of the Locust Golden Hour podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Lena. So this podcast is about sharing stories, advice, tips, and all things surrounding university and student life. Today, we'll be talking about school support systems, and we have our wonderful coordinator of off-campus initiatives here, Mitch. Mitch, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Mitch. Uh, I'm the coordinator of off-campus first-year initiatives here at Laurier. Uh, which essentially just means that I get to coordinate the Locust program, the Branford campus and the Waterloo campus. Um, proud Laurier alumni, proud Laurier grad student. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for coming. We're really excited to have you join us today. <laughs> yeah, anytime. So I guess we can start off with a little bit of an icebreaker question to sort of transition us into our topic for today. Um, how was Locus in your years at Laurier? Because we know you're, you were a Locus student. So how was that? That's a good question. It was definitely a lot smaller. <laughs> That's for sure. So my first year was 2014, almost 10 years ago, which is crazy now that I did that math in my head. That's wild. Um, that was my first year. And so that was the first year that Locus was in the Branford campus. It existed in Waterloo before, but not in Branford. And so during that year, it wasn't even called Locus. It was called Laurier OC, so just Laurier off campus. And I remember, um, for those Branford students out there, RCW, it's Research and Academic Center West, it's kind of like a focal point here on campus. It's one of the bigger buildings. And so during orientation week, that first day, that's where we went to pick up our O-week kits and all of that good stuff. And so I remember being in the lobby and getting my O-week kit. And I remember going up to a table about Locus and someone gave, you know, my parents and I the pitch of like what Locus is, why it would be good for me as an off-campus student. If I had to place money on it, it was probably Jess, <laughs> my <laughs> boss, but I don't remember. And then, so I remember getting the pitch and my parents were like, that sounds great. And then, so I opted in um, to Locus or Laurier OC and it was fun. It was a lot smaller um, than what it is now. It's cool to see how it's grown since then. Um, but it was great. It was still the same setup. Like I had an OCA. My OCA was Melissa. Um, and we had programming hosted for us each month, my community and I. I was a CRIM student. So I had a human and social science faculty. And we did a bunch of fun things. Um, there was a lot of good events to go to. I remember going into the commuter lounge in Carnegie Basement and all that fun stuff. So even though it was smaller in terms of like size and students um, and their staff team, it was pretty much the same, like the same support, the same opportunities. So uh, it was a good introduction in my first year to Laurier. So I'm pretty grateful for it. But <laughs> that is really cool. And then it comes full circle because now you're the coordinator. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, it is pretty full circle, but I love it. Yeah, it's been great to kind of see it as a student and go through first year to fourth year and then kind of come back and see it on like the staff side and see how much it's grown, you know, since 2018 through COVID. And now it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a locust student in first year, but being like volunteering for it now in my second and third year is really cool to see how it operates kind of behind the scenes. Lena, you were a locust student in first year, right? 
I was, yeah. And when Mitch was telling his story about like how he got introduced, it was kind of funny because I feel like I had a similar experience of like the first day of like a week and then there's like a locust table and I actually met my OCA there, um, but I didn't know at the time. Well, he introduced himself. Um, shout out to AJ. Um, but anyways, I remember actually I got introduced from my, my roommate at the time because I was living off campus and she was like, have you heard of like locust? I was like, no. And I definitely did not check my email at the time. <laughs> like, I, and she was like, oh, I got like an email like to join or whatever. And I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> and I like checked my email and then I saw, and like she registered for it first. And at the time, like before then you had to like register and like pay a fee and so I was like I have no idea what this is but sounds cool and I just registered <laughs> and it was a great decision it was the best decision of my first year let's just say that but um yeah I definitely I was like what is this thing um and then um throughout like a week getting to kind of experience what it was I was like really grateful and then I joined my house council and and now we're here we're on the other side, I guess, as well, to see like both the student perspective and then the staff side is, is really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, I guess we can go a little bit more into our topic. So we're talking about school support systems. So what exactly is a support system? What is the definition of one? <laughs> Well, we always start <laughs> off with the basic, we, we do a little Google search as one does, and according to Merriam-Webster, very reliable sources at this podcast here, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's a network of people who provide an individual with practical or emotional support. And I know on this podcast, we usually talk a lot about resources at Laurier, about school support systems that even like deliberately kind of talking about them but today this is our main focus we're going to talk about all of the different support systems I think it's very interesting because at least from my point of view I think a support system is a very broad kind of term of like uh, you're a community of people that you can reach out to or talk to for several different reasons so that's what we're going to talk about today <laughs> I mean, honestly, what drew me to Laurier was the community. Like that was one of the main things that drew me to the school. And then I remember starting in first year, it was pretty clear to see what resources were available and that I could use. And then I know some people from other schools have told me that they don't really know what to do because <laughs> they, yeah. they don't know what they have access to. But it's also, it's also overwhelming at times because I feel like, you know, in first year, they're like, bam these are all the resources and then you're like oh my gosh there's so many sometimes it's like hard to keep up you know you're like okay this is great there's so many resources but sometimes you forget or you don't know how to access them or like it's it's a bit overwhelming as you're trying to transition into this whole new life and you're kind of thrown into it right yeah 100 percent. i remember the info fair for my orientation week and that was like the most overwhelming moment of my life because here in Brantford, they host it in the rack courtyard. So it's all outside and it's, you know, it was beautiful, sunny day, but all you see are just rows of table and like banners for like each different like service department. And it's like, what am I walking into? Where do I go? And everyone's like handing out swag and they're like, here, come learn about this. And I'm like, oh my God, like what? And so by the time you leave, you have like a handful full of pamphlets and stuff like that. <laughs> 
And it was pretty intimidating. And I didn't know where to go first. I was like, what do I learn about? Like, what do I even need to know? And so I just found the banner that said Locust. And I just like walked over. I was like, hi, what, like, where should I go? <laughs> Please direct me. But it's a lot of info. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I always think of Laurier and like the supports that's available. And whenever I try to explain it to students, it's like Laurier is a support system. Like Laurier in and of itself is one big support system and all these different like units, centers, departments are just specialized areas. And so like, if you need help with academics, I mean, academic advising is great. Learning skills and development, you know, teaching and learning is great, but if you don't have those connections off the bat, like if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to a staff member um, or if it's your first time connecting with a department, I mean, connecting with someone in general who you feel comfortable with is great because I think the best thing about Laurier is that all these different areas work in tandem. And so it's easy, like if I am talking to a Locus OCA and they're like, well, I've never made an appointment with learning skills and development. I don't, I don't really know how that works. It's like, well, great, let me show you. And like, let me pass you along to them. Um, and it's a great way to kind of break the ice. So, I mean, you can go to anyone for support and if it's not the right area, then they can direct you there right away. For sure. Yeah, I, I really like that too. Like as a local staff, I think like we're trained because we know, you know, we're not experts in everything. And so like our job is really to direct students to the right resources because they are there for a reason. So I think it's really nice that, you know, if you go to someone, they're always knowledgeable to be able to point you in the right direction, even if they're not the correct kind of person to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's the best part. Laurier is big, like the Brantford campus or sorry, Laurier is small. I meant to say like, I know the Waterloo campus is bigger than the Brantford campus, but it's all like very small. You know what I mean? It feels small, um, which I think helps in that it's kind of kind of a small town vibe, even though it's like thousands of students. So, yeah. Yeah, I know sometimes I'm like, um, in, in first year when I would walk on campus, like on the streets of Brantford, I would see so many people I knew. It was almost like high school when you're walking the hallway and you're like, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you as you're walking by. But it's yeah. a nice community. Yeah, that was my favorite part. You know, the water the campus is beautiful, but I went to Brantford because it had criminology um, and also because I'm from Brantford. But you know, being in like third year after you make your connections and stuff like that. I remember like just doing that like five minute walk, let's say from like Tim Hortons Expositor to RCW. And she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> like crossing the street saying hello to everyone, which is great. I mean, that really makes it feel like home or did to me anyway. You feel popular and you're like, hey. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what exactly are some resources accessible to students that they can use? I know I've used my fair share of some in my three years so far, but yeah. do you have anyone that comes to mind first? Yeah, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Locus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's a great one that I think as I was a first year student, I wish I took advantage of that more. But that's, you know, that's another topic. But I mean, there, there's so many. Um, it's so hard to count. I think thinking back to when I was a student, one of my favorites that I used and abused and even used after I graduated was the career center, like phenomenal staff, like phenomenal things, workshops, information that you can walk away with. Like I use that all the time, whether it was for like trying to find a summer job, trying to find a job after graduation or like resume and cover letter writing, further education applications. I mean, that was like the go-to place. Um, and there was always a ton of information. Um, and the staff were super willing to help. 
I mean, they're great. Um, the Dean of Students Office is another great one that's kind of just, you know, if you have an issue, you need some sort of support, whether it's big or small, like Dean of Students Office staff, that's what they're there for. It's, you know, very much a Swiss Army knife. If you don't know where to go, they will direct you on where you need to go. You know, you need help booking a appointment at the wellness center, like they got you and they'll follow through and make sure that you do okay, follow up, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's another great uh, resource. But I mean, there's so many and it's, you know, the info fair is a great testament to that. Like you see all these banners and you're like, oh my God, like I'm so overwhelmed, but all of these areas, all these staff, you know, the, the main goal of all those different services, uh, they just want to help you. And, you know, I always say to students, like, whether you feel like you need help or you don't, maybe it's a small issue to you, reach out and get that help. You know, we, we pay lots of money to come here and they get a degree and a lot of that money goes to these areas so they can help you. So take advantage of that because you're getting the best bang for your buck when you go and you utilize these services. It makes your time here a lot easier. Um, you get to build some connections, but you're also making your money work for you. So I always tell students that. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, there's so much more to university than just going to class and then going home because yeah. there's all the lessons you learn outside of class just from that area of your like that time of your life, but also all the things that you have access to and like independent from those services that you do have access to, like the career center, the writing center, things like that. There's also clubs and councils and that is its own community too, like yeah. um, FYLP first year leadership program I met a lot of friends when I was an art hawks in first year just that's also a really nice community and a support system on its own yeah big time you know you definitely learn a lot in class right whether you're studying history criminology business but some of the best lessons I learned about I mean life you know time management stuff like that was the things I did outside the classroom whether it was volunteering with the students union or volunteering with residents, wherever the case may be, like all of these different things, clubs, committees, that's where I learned a lot of good lessons about my work ethic, my time management skills, you know, life lessons, that that's where I learned the most was definitely outside of the classroom. Yeah. 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 I think being able to speak to other people who have like different experiences and perspectives, like that could be also very helpful in its own like support system as well, just being able to have a community. Um, and I like, Mitch, I'm just gonna go back to what you mentioned, the Dean of Students Office. I'll be honest, as a first year, I don't think, I feel like the Dean of Students Office is a very underrated resource <laughs> in your first year. I think, first of all, students don't know what the Dean of Students do. So can we, can we like um, bust this myth or kind of bring lights to this of, what do they do? What is, who is the Dean of Students? What do they do? What do the people do from the Dean of Students office? I feel like that should be spoken about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all about connecting with students and care. So the Dean of Students office, um, there's a few different positions, obviously the Dean of Students office, there's a student care coordinator on both campuses. And, you know, the best way I describe that role is just like I said before, it's a Swiss army knife for students. Like they are a connection point for a student who is either, you know, has a small concern or is experiencing crisis. Like they're the heart and soul of that job is to make sure that students get connected in with proper resources, that they're doing okay academically, you know, socially, co-curricularly. 
and they want to help you. It's a really a community care model. So the Dean of Students Office is, again, like a very underrated resource for sure. And I think students should definitely take advantage of it. Um, but even if you're looking for like a friendly face to say hello to, I mean, the staff in Waterloo and Brantford are incredible. Um, and you always see them around campus interacting with students. Like there's a lot of value um, into going into that office. So I would say, I mean, even if you're a first, second or third year, fourth year student, I mean, that's a great resource to utilize, so. Thank you, yeah, thank you for the explanation. I think for sure, hopefully our listeners, um, that was helpful for them, because I know like in my first year, I literally had no idea what they did. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, I remember being a student and being like, ooh, I don't think I ever want to go in there. It sounds like, you know, if you go see the dean, you're like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's not the case. I think that's a big, like another myth to bust. It's like, you know, you go there if you're in trouble, which is, I mean, it's not the case. I mean, the, they really want to see you succeed. And I think when I was like, when I was coming into first year, you see a lot of portrayals of like post-secondary college universities and movies. And a lot of it's like, you know, obviously dramatized, but very like American where it's like you go to see the Dean and it's like this big leather chair and, you know, there's like bookshelves all over and they're just like always angry all the time. <laughs> Couldn't be more opposite from the truth, um, which you come to find out when you utilize these resources and spend time on campus and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, just kind of shifting the conversation a little bit. Do you uh, guys have any personal experiences using school resources to share? Like, is there one that you've used a lot? I think one that I, well, so academic advising, I used all the time, really, um, just to make sure that I was doing okay. I mean, I remember in my early years, I couldn't like wrap my head around credits and how to make sure I was tackling the right credits at the right time. So I was making appointments all the time and making sure that I was on the path to graduate. And I mean, I think um, it's great to book an appointment with your advisor every year to make sure that you're set up for success going into your second year, third year, fourth year, and all that stuff. Um, and I think besides that, the Career Center was one, like I said before, you know, I was in there all the time, especially in my senior years where it was like, well, I'm approaching graduation, so what do I do next? <laughs> what are my options? And they were so great at helping me explore the options, um, what my options were for you know going straight into employment or going into further education. They were awesome. And then, I mean, I utilized them right before I um, started my master's degree for the application. Like I was booking appointments and was like, help me with this a bit. And they were awesome. So, um, that's one of the best things about them. And I would say those are probably my top two that I utilized when I was here as a student. I also use academic advising a lot. Um, I remember the first time I went in first year was like, I think probably just over halfway through the first semester. And we reviewed the courses I picked for my second semester because you know how you have to pick the courses in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, and I had it all wrong. <laughs> so some of the courses I was supposed to take in my second year, I was like trying to take in my second semester. And then we had to switch everything around because I was taking the wrong BF courses in the wrong semester. Mm -hmm. So they helped me with that. And then um, talking about like what minor you want to do or what option you want to do or something like that, making sure you have what's required very helpful. I need to go back again this year. 
For sure. I think for me, I really like the career center as well. It feels to me like a little treasure chest. Like you open it and there's just a bunch of gold everywhere with navigator and like all the appointments and their workshops. And you're like, this is amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really helpful. I've definitely used um, their resume and cover letter, like appointments where they kind of just go, you go through it. You're like, I have a question. Can you just review this? Um, and also like the mock interviews, that was really helpful for me as I was preparing to apply like for co-op, um, being able to practice that. But yeah, everyone at the Career Center is really great. Um, I would also say for me, something that I use a lot is the Student Success Center. So um, like on both campuses, I know they're a little bit different, but um, we have our first year peer coaches now. They're able to help you with time management. I know, I knew like, I was like, so how do I break up my day essentially? And they showed me this really cool like table. They gave me this little like outline and till this day I use it to like basically plan out my week. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful being able to like, they showed me how to like block out chunks of my day with like the classes, but then like something called like flex time where you can like put in time to do whatever you need to do. So like that was really helpful. And even just being able to speak with um, a learning management consultant. Um, so like they were able to kind of, just, I was feeling stressed to be honest about school. I was like, you know, people, people are always ahead and they're like doing work. And I seem to just, I don't know, I felt really overwhelmed and just being able to talk to them was just nice just being able to just get out my feelings and just be like hey school is hard <laughs> like <laughs> that's literally what happened um but that was really helpful so and another resource i know this is kind of waterloo specific but um supplemental instruction i like sometimes you can get bonus marks for that and i went got those bonus marks was able to learn and now i'm working as one of the si leaders so that was really, really cool um, to just, first of all, be a student um, kind of attending and then kind of move towards like now a staff member and being able to kind of help other first year students with that. So definitely take advantage of that in your first year, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. That's a great point. The bonus mark. Yeah, do anything for bonus marks. Like when I was a student, there were often opportunities to attend a workshop for a couple hours and get so many bonus marks. And those add up, like I, please go and do that because it's a double win. You get to learn about something that's probably tangible and practical for you as a student. It's oftentimes like a resource here on campus. Then you get X amount of bonus marks. Yeah, yeah, that's my it, biggest advice. Take advantage of those opportunities. <laughs> it can literally, if you were at like one grade point, it can shift you to another, like mm -hmm. literally a B plus to an A minus. Like it can really do a lot of damage yeah. and like there's a lot of opportunities and some of them are really easy like you said like attending a workshop I know some of my classes are like just filling out like surveys for research yeah. and that is like takes like 10 minutes of your time and you're yeah. able to earn these marks so for sure I definitely agree with that mm -hmm. yeah. that's awesome I feel like I need to look more into that <laughs> Um, speaking of some resources that we'd like to access, are there any sort of underground resources that you can think of that some people don't really know of? Since like, I guess bonus marks is sort of an underground one, but is there anything that you can think of? I guess underground resources, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because the thing about Lori though is like, we kind of advertise a lot of our services and resources, right? Yeah, like underrated? <laughs> 
maybe Under- underrated. Sure. We can say underrated. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you talk about DOS, right? Like, do you have students underrated? You know, underrated, something that's very underrated is, like, just something simple, like, talking to your prof or talking to, um, you know, a coordinator that you have, a supervisor that you have. I think that's one of the biggest things that is probably underrated. And if I'm thinking back to my student experience, might have helped me more because, you know, oftentimes I would think, like, well... I don't want to bother, you know, someone in residence or someone in the students union about, you know, my academic problems because like they're not an advisor. Well, it's not really the case. Like they, they're able to do that warm referral for you, like I said, and, you know, oftentimes break the ice. So then you have a contact with someone in advising or sometimes they can help you walk through setting up a, an appointment or something like that. So I think something that's very underrated is just reaching out to someone like whoever it may be and just saying like, hey, do you know like where I could probably get help with this or is there someone I could speak to about this whether it's big or small I think that's super underrated I think sometimes students think that they have to go right to the source um, and they might get lost and not knowing where to go and might give up um, based on personal experience but yeah I'd say that's pretty underrated it's just talking to you know a prof a supervisor a coordinator whatever the case may be office hours office hours yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah, a big one yeah, what, what's that? great. I mean, you don't have to go. I mean, I know students always go and talk about assignments and I did too, but if you need someone to talk to or in a situation like that, like, yeah, utilize office hours. That's what they're there for. With that being said, I think reaching out is probably the hardest part about yeah. accessing resources. You know, maybe, I know I felt like sometimes you're afraid, but maybe you're worried or you, you know, um, are nervous to, to reach out to someone. So what would you say, I guess, because I can probably speak from my own experience, but I'm curious to hear what you all have to say of like, what's, I guess, an easiest way or like, or maybe some words of advice or encouragement in terms of taking that first step to, to reach out. That's a great point. I think it's okay to ask for help is the biggest thing. And I think when I was a student, I didn't ask for help um, when I needed it because I thought like, well, there's, I can probably handle this. You know what I mean? Like, I probably don't need to bother anyone else about this. I can handle this, but I would say it's okay to ask for help. And, you know, I, I said this before, but you're a student here, you pay so much money for all these services and programs, you know, take advantage of that. And it's a great way, like, you know, the staff here, top notch, top notch, like, the sole purpose of everyone's job, whether it's an academic advisor, whether it's me, whether it's the Dean of Students, like it's to help you in your journey here at Laurier. So, you know, it, it is very stressful, especially asking for help or reaching out to someone on your first time as you're still navigating what this world of Laurier is, um, but just know it's okay. And that like, even though that's the hardest step from that point on, you know, all these people will work hard to make sure that you feel supported and you get the resources that you need to help you progress academically or whatever the case may be. I think, snaps. Yeah, snaps. <laughs> We're getting some really good like buzzer, like golden lines in this episode. So <laughs> um, I think what would have stopped me is the fear of looking stupid or the fear of looking dumb, like, like, oh, this is probably such an easy question. They're going to be like, why are you asking that? You should know that, right? But the thing is, 
everybody has those questions. There are no stupid questions. It's better to ask and like discover what the answer is and get the help you need than to just like hide in your shell, you know? Yeah. So everybody is kind of on the same boat. Some people, you know, we just don't know what we're doing. And that's what all the resources are there for. So don't be afraid to look stupid. No, I agree. I feel like another thing I'd say is like, you don't need to like hit this rock bottom to before you reach out to someone yeah. like the a lot of these resources are available to all students regardless of where at like with your academics like you don't have to be in like a stressful situation before you reach out if anything like reaching out before is is uh, probably a lot better I know like um in the summer like I was uh, struggling a little bit I came to like talk to my professor and they're like why didn't you reach out soon I was like good point like I, I probably should have you know um but you know it is never too late to ever reach out but again like you can reach out whenever like there you don't have to be like really in in this like really bad point to reach out to any any of these resources yeah yeah it's never too late to reach out it's also never too early to reach out like that's the <laughs> side of it you know I always say like I say to the team sometimes like if you know you got a crazy week coming up or a crazy couple weeks coming up, just, you know, send a forewarning message so that we know how we can help kind of navigate your workload so you can kind of get through it and not feel stressed out about all these external responsibilities on your plate. Hmm. Last but not least, I'd say as our year is wrapping up, which is really weird to say yeah. um this this school year is wrapping up so a lot of our listeners are finishing off their first year about to transition into second year um what are some resources that are um available for this transition into second year a lot i mean a lot of these resources are available for all undergrad students and grad students like kind of for your whole you know university mm -hmm. career but what are some i guess that you all have used in your second year that you recommend for our students as they move on to the next year? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I would say for one, like on the academic side of things, like, you know, utilizing those peer coaches, learning skills and development, student success, like those are great things, especially if you're concerned about, you know, the workload getting heavier next year or in your second year or the course content getting harder and stuff like that. I mean, I think regular connections with that area and academic advising to make sure the academic side of it is cleaned up when you move into second year is a great one. I think outside of that for students, you know, maybe a student in residence is moving out on their own for the first time, you know, a great resource I always say to students is the money management certificate. You know, if you have to start buying groceries and doing all this stuff, living on your own, you know, the money management certificate is great. It gives you some real tangible advice and ways that you can manage money on your own as an adult, paying rent and all of this stuff. And that's a great, great resource that, um, you know, I think would be beneficial for all students, whether you're in first year or in third year, you know, if you need that help, that's there for you. It's really great. Um, Outside of that, I would say, you know, just try and find your niche, like find your niche, whatever that is, whether that's a club within the student's union or a committee, whether it's Locus, you know, Department of Residence, whatever the case may be, make sure you find your niche. You know, having a community outside of your classes is really great. I mean, that's a support system in and of itself, you know, where you get time to 
feel a part of the Laurier community outside of just doing your work in class. I mean, that was a big one for me. It was just being able to find my niche, to find that group of people, you know, that volunteer opportunity that really made me feel connected. That, that was a really big one for me. Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> Snaps. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, do you think, what about the both of you? <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Um, no, like I agree with everything Mitch said. I think definitely do your best to keep in touch with the people that you did meet in first year. And like, you know, some friendships will fall out, you know, some will just phase out and whatever. But like, I still talk to some people I met in, in art hawks and, and whatnot, right? Um, I still live with my first year residence roommate um so just having that community and kind of bringing it with you throughout your university career finding people to grow with as you grow through your university career too I think is really important because they can also be a support system for you yeah I definitely agree and if you and if you happen to not stay friends with these people that is okay too um I think I feel like university meets so many every day like meeting someone new which is great and you know you can kind of um you know you stick with some of clo some closer friends and you meet new faces along the way and you know whoever sticks it within your life like you know I remember your bus analogy Christina from like way back when episode two episode two we're on like episode so. 20 we're on <sighs> episode 20 right now um I remember your bus analogy of you know people coming into your life but um yeah, I think I agree with everything that has been said, right? Um, I think finding a community is really nice. And the Lori community is here for you. Once a golden hawk, always a golden hawk. Um, yeah. So, yay! <laughs> In terms of, I guess, our last words, um, we have a section called Words of Wisdom. Insert the thing here. Words of Wisdom. Um, we have we have a sound by the way, Mitch, that we insert. It's Tyler um, actually, <laughs> like with yeah, like an Tyler. echo and reverb on him. Oh it's God. really great. It's it's great. Um, so this section is where we essentially ask our guests to summarize what they said or just leave our listeners with one or or three or however many you like like key things that you want them to remember. So we talked about so many great things, so mm. many words were said, so many snaps were given. What is the one thing or like the key idea that you want to leave with our listeners? Well, I guess I, maybe I'll frame it like this. So what I often say to students when it comes to their time at Laurier or in post-secondary in general is really what you put into it is what you get out of it. And so thinking back to my experience as a student, the year I regret the most is my first year. Not because it was terrible, but because that was the year I was least involved. You know, I didn't venture out. I didn't take advantage of any of these resources we talked about. I didn't attend a lot of locus programming. Shamefully, I didn't. You know, I didn't take advantage of my OCA. I didn't take advantage of office hours. And that was the year I regret the most. Because I know if I did, I know if I had like 10 seconds of courage in certain moments, I would have had a better first year, it would have been more memorable, I would have made more friends, I would have felt more comfortable earlier. Um, and that's why it's the one I regret the most. So when it comes to words of wisdom, I guess I would just say what you put into it is what you get out of it. 
um, you know, and, and reaching out for help sometimes can feel like the biggest step in the world. Um, but I mean, there's a network of so many staff and so many student staff that are here to help you and make sure that first step is a comfortable, but also pleasant so that you can take that step again when you need it, whether it's for the career center or the Dean of Students office, wherever the case may be. So make sure you get, you know, your money's worth of your experience, you know, put in your heart and soul to your academics, to your co-curriculars. And by the time convocation comes, you'll wish you had one more year. I'd say that's my, my words of wisdom. Yeah. More snaps. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I really it goes to... by very quickly. It does. Yeah. it does. It goes by too quickly. Yeah. Lena and I only have one more year after this year. Aww. <laughs> oh. Um, I liked what you said about the 10 seconds of courage thing. Cause you know, sometimes you're trying to make a decision and you hesitate and you're like, uh, I, maybe I shouldn't do that. Or, and then you don't, sometimes you do need just that 10 seconds of courage to tell yourself that you can do it. There's this YouTuber that Lena and I like, I think I, you know, where I'm going with this. There's this yeah. YouTuber that Lena and I like and his um, motto or like life mantra is do what excites. So yeah. Honestly, in the past couple of weeks, I've been, um, when I'm trying to make a decision, I, I try to have that, that 10 seconds of courage. I tell myself, do what excites. And then I end up giving myself more opportunities and reaching out when I normally wouldn't. So 10 seconds of courage. I like that. That is yeah. perfect. <laughs> Snaps all around. <laughs> Chris, do you have any last words of wisdom? I think. That you want to add or... I think I'll stick with what I just said, the thing, like 10 seconds of courage. I like that. Do what excites. I like that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I would even say, you know, just add on, like, sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone, you know, mm-hmm. bottling it up, you know, it doesn't mean that you're weak to talk to someone or get help. It really is like a, a sign of strength because you kind of took that courage to, to reach out to someone. So even if it's just talking to a friend, about what's going on or taking that little leap of courage um that is in itself a very a big thing and you should be proud of yourself if you you take that step and that is my those are my words of wisdom for today (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much mitch for coming today talking to us about this there are so many good little parts in this like huge huge great stuff um that was said today and again thank you for taking the time out of your day to to talk to us um make sure you follow our podcast subscribe and leave us a review you can also follow us on our instagram at locust laurier to stay up to date with all of our events and podcast episodes and we'll see you next time but until then stay golden everyone bye Bye. thank you